0: Welcome to The Positive Teacher, a podcast that offers hope and encouragement for today's Christian educators. Whether you teach high school, middle school, or elementary, whether you teach in a large urban public school or a small private Christian school, or work with a youth group or Sunday school class, this podcast is for you. In each episode, you'll find powerful scriptures as we learn together from the master teacher, Jesus Christ. You'll hear encouraging stories and be inspired with great ideas from top teachers and experts around the U.S., I'm Jackie Matthews. Thanks for listening in. If you're an educator, you have probably experienced the sleepless nights and sweaty palms that occur before a crucial parent meeting. Maybe it's the meetings you have to have at the beginning of the school year. Maybe it's mid-semester. You're meeting with a parent to say something that, quite frankly, your parents or your guardians may not want to hear. Perhaps you have to tell them that you suspect their child has a learning disability. Maybe their student has made some bad choices in their behavior that has led to a painful consequence, or, yikes, their child is flunking your class, or you feel they need to repeat the entire grade level. As educators, we love our students, and we pour our professional lives into helping them be successful in school and in life. Therefore, being the bearer of bad news is just not in our DNA. However, as education professionals, sharing difficult information is part of our job. The good news is, if handled correctly, a crucial parent meeting can actually lead to an improvement in our students' academic life and help forge a new positive partnership with our parents. The key to having a positive outcome for a crucial meeting is found in the planning and execution of the meeting. Step one, pray. Yep, you knew I was going to say it. Pray as you prepare for this meeting. Pray for wisdom. Pray that God gives you all the information in a concise format. Pray for a gracious heart and a compassionate heart. Pray for the parents and for or the guardians. Whoever has to hear the information the Lord will open their hearts so that they may receive the wisdom you need to share with them. Step two, be clear on what you hope to accomplish in the meeting. I always begin my planning with the end in mind. So therefore, when my parents are driving home, What do I want them to remember from the meeting? What information do I want them to know? How do I want them to feel? Do I want them to feel supported, heard, optimistic, hopeful, relieved? What decisions will need to be made during the meeting? What other information should I gather that might be useful as we consider various solutions? Do I have a specific plan in mind or next step? Or is the solution something that we need to work out together? Who else do I need to include in this meeting? Although it is a sad fact, we sometimes have to face parents who might get angry or verbally abusive. If you are concerned this might happen, do not go it alone. Call in reinforcements. You may need to bring in a member of your school leadership team or have security standing by. In this scenario, you'll need to set clear behavioral boundaries before the meeting begins. For example, there'll be no swearing, yelling, or threatening. If any of these occur, the meeting is over. I'm so sorry that I had to include this in this talk, but unfortunately I've talked to so many teachers across the U.S. that have had to face angry, yelling parents who have um, physically threatened them. So I throw that in there. If you have Any concerns at all, please do not go it alone. Get somebody in the meeting with you. Step three, be prepared for the meeting. Although this sounds obvious, it does need to be said. You must have complete and relevant information to present at your meeting. For example, if you suspect a learning disability, have several examples of the student's work to present, and if possible, other educators' observations as well. Have a suggested plan for how you'd like to go about having the student tested. If the meeting is about behavioral issues or academic issues, again, make sure you have examples and a comprehensive record that includes dates and times. Again, if you can include observations from other professionals, that would be excellent. You may not need to present all this information at your meeting, but it's great to have it on hand just in case. Gathering comprehensive information will help you present an airtight case. Present the information without using harsh or judgmental words. Keep your voice calm. Just state the facts. One of the effective classroom management strategies I present in my professional development days utilizes a strategy that helps students develop self-discipline and problem-solving skills. The student who has misbehaved writes out in very brief form what he or she has done to violate the rules, taking personal ownership, why they did it, and what they'll choose to do next time. That's the problem solving piece. Having these specific dated logs written in the student's own handwriting provides an excellent piece of evidence to support your case. Another way to be properly prepared is to make sure you're emotionally prepared for the meeting. If the parents are highly emotional and you are too, it's going to be an explosive meeting. Be kind to yourself. Know your own limits. You're a human being. If that student is on your last nerve, you need to take the time to calm down and be ready to have a professional conversation. Take a walk, talk it through with your PLC team or your school leadership team. If you've got a coach, talk it through with them. Again, pray. If you've got some people around you who will be willing to pray during the meeting, that would be terrific. Do whatever you need to do to ensure that you can remain calm and professional throughout the meeting. As a woman of faith, I always pray before crucial parent meetings. Actually, I pray before all my meetings. What am I saying? I ask God to prepare the hearts of those who need to receive the information. And I pray for wisdom and the right words to use during the meeting. I take every opportunity to be before my parents and be with them as an opportunity to build a bridge. So maybe it's just a typical meeting. Here's how your student's doing. They're doing great. Let's move forward. That can be just a wonderful team building relationship building meeting. And then we go all the way to the other end of of meetings that are um, can be really stressful. Each meeting, I ask God to be a part of it. I ask God to bring his peace and his presence to our meeting. I can't overstate how much prayer has changed my own heart and the hearts of many of my parents, where I worried that they might get angry or bitter when I had to give them some bad news. Those same parents would say something like, you know, We were already thinking about this. I'm glad you brought it up. Needless to say, I'm kind of shocked, and so I sit there and kind of calmly go, Oh, okay, that's good to hear. It didn't always happen, but it happened often enough that I knew that God was in the middle of my meetings because I had invited Him, and I was grateful. Step four be on the same team. We never want to let our relationship degrade into teacher versus parents. Once you get there, the game is over. If we are adversaries, positive communication and creative problem solving is stifled. We want to make sure our parents understand that we truly do want the very best for their student and that we're all on the same team with the same goal. The goal is that their student is successful in our classroom and in life. Therefore, I'd often start the meeting by telling them that I truly cared about their child and wanted the very best for them. As soon as I made that statement, I would see parents' body language immediately change. Dad's tense shoulders would relax. Mom might get a tear in her eye. Our parents want to know that their child's teacher truly does care about them. And hearing you say it can be a very powerful bonding experience. If you happen to be in a school where you can open your meeting in prayer with your parents, I would definitely do that. I know, of course, in the private school, we can do that in the private Christian school. And a lot of public schools have um, Christian principals um, who allow their teachers to do that. And if you have parents and you know you're on the same page, feel free to open your meeting in prayer. They will thank you for it. To foster a sense that you and the parents or guardians and student are all on the same page, be intentional about your environment. Don't sit behind your big teacher desk and have the parents sitting in front of you because that is too authoritarian. That's not conducive to team building. Rather, sit around a a round table or across from one another to foster a more open dialogue. Don't have your parents sit where the sun is beating down on them or blinding them. If it's late in the day, they may have rushed over from work and be hungry or thirsty. I have a mini fridge in my room, so I'd often offer my parents a bottle of water at the beginning of the meeting. It's amazing how a simple gesture like that can change the emotional temperature of the room. Have tissues nearby in case they're needed. Again, a small but kind gesture when you need to share painful news. Position the conversation such that you and the parents and the student are all on the same team and that together you are looking at the problem. Don't let the student be the problem. It may be a behavioral problem or an academic problem, but focus on solving that problem as a team. Take time to actively, sincerely listen to your parents. You may be the expert on the subject you're teaching, but those parents or guardians are the expert on their child's heart. They deserve to be heard, and they may very well be able to provide you with some excellent insight into their child's heart, their mind, or their life experiences that you have not been able to observe in the classroom. Years ago, I had a colleague who was a master at being very successful in sharing difficult and painful information with parents. She was a special education teacher. No one wants to hear that their child has a learning disability. That news often brings feelings of fear or sadness. This teacher anticipated how her parents might react to the information she needed to share about their child, so she came to the meeting with a positive attitude, was relaxed and calm had a well-developed plan, and a compassionate heart. Parents occasionally cried in the meetings, but as they faced the situation and worked as a team, they saw their student go from frustration and failure to success and confidence. Her parents became her biggest supporters and would work tirelessly to help out with anything she or the class needed. Now that's a great partnership. So teachers, please know that as you're coming into the season of parent-teacher conferences and throughout the year, you're going to have parent-teacher meetings that you're going to have to have. Know that I'm praying for you, for God to be with you, to guide you, to guide the meetings, that as your parents, maybe they came in worried or afraid or anxious or angry, but after the meeting, they would leave your classroom with a new appreciation for what you're doing, a belief that their child is in the hands of the best teacher possible and that there's a plan for moving forward. Thanks for listening.